This episode of the Badass Ladies Club is sponsored by Badass Retreats. It's time to make your healing a priority. Find out more at www.blcbadassretreats.com. Welcome to this week's episode of the Badass Ladies Club. My name is Jessica. I'm here with my best friend, Laurie. Hey, y'all. And, okay, first of all, of course, welcome and thank you. Um, we're so, so grateful that you choose to spend your little time that you have, I'm sure, with us. Like, how lucky are we? It's so cool that it's... It's so cool that you guys keep downloading and listening, yes, you know, like, like we I shouldn't love be surprised at this point, but still like every time it's uh, exhilarating I that know. people are listening. It's great. And I know this may be weird for you guys, but this is really weird for us because, you know, podcast episodes come out every week. But the truth is we haven't been here in the studio in how long, Laurie? A month and a half? Five, six weeks now. Yeah. yeah. So this is our first time back in a really long time because we were working. Yeah. We haven't taken a six week hiatus from recording since we started the I podcast. Know. Um, and yeah, I kind of have forgotten what it even I know. Means. We came back to work today and we were like, we have a podcast. How do we do this? <laughs> hey. So a lot has changed. Everything. I'm a brunette now. Everything. <laughs> Your hair. Everything. My hair. Our jobs. jobs. Everything. Everything. <laughs> so, um, we're going to start off this session with this episode of energy work, which I'm so excited to talk about because I feel like there's a lot of misunderstanding around what is energy work? What is it? How is it done? How does it benefit us? Let's, let's get into it. So, um, Laura, you've been practicing energy work much longer than I have, but I do feel like I've unknowingly practiced energy I was about work. to say, I don't even like that statement because I believe that all humans practice energy work all the time. Like, yeah. to your point, you may not realize that you're doing it, but... Well, especially doing hair. I have such, like, contact with oh people. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so you know. this is kind of on the subject, but we're going to get into it right now. Okay. I love this podcast called Spirit Speakers. Yes. Obsessed. Listen to every episode. And they were doing an episode about um, the collective consciousness and like people who are deeply empathetic mm. and how really empathetic people always end up in these jobs where um, they are working with energy, like in one way, shape or form. And they spoke specifically about hairdressers in this really? episode. Yes. How have I not listened to this episode yet? Right I really away. do like that podcast. It's so good. I haven't listened to that one. But what they were talking about with like, that people who are creatives that like obviously are into fashion and styling and they want to do hair and they go to cosmetology school and they learn about all these things that a lot of times they get into it because there's this creative element of it that they really love. But then once they get into it, they realize that the job is so much more than that, you know, like that you do kind of like drop into this vortex with people. Right. And so you know, these two women who do this pad podcast, Jude and Patty, they're both light workers, energy healers, energy workers. It's what they do all day, right? And so 
you know, we've done episodes about chakras and working with energy centers and this kind of thing. But I had never thought about what they pointed out about hairdressers aren't just working your energy and your outside physical appearance. They are straight up in your crown for an hour or longer. Yeah. And that you're like crown chakra is like the top of your head, but it's really like this six to eight inch area over your head. And that's where all the action's going on when you're doing hair, right? Right. And that's your connection to the divine. To the divine. And somebody is up in it, like shaking shit up and moving yeah. things around and taking things away and changing its color. And the whole time people are just turning loose this yes. energy and things come out of them sometimes that they don't even know why. So it made me like really hyper aware that like, yeah, all hairdressers to an extent are working this crown chakra and how overwhelming a chakra that is to work. Like all of them are intense, but like that yeah, is some your connection to the universe, heavy connection going on there. <laughs> yeah. And it's why people feel vulnerable, but safe mm -hmm. in your chair. And um, there's so much transparency between what's yeah. going on with them and what's going on with you. So then I was like, oh my gosh. So what would that mean about like makeup? And that you are like truly working in people's third eye. I was about to say third eye throat, throat. and just yeah. third eye throat situation is so intense. And so it just really made me hyper connect to in the beauty business, like it or not, like you're working energy, you're an energy you know? worker. and that yeah. um, they talked a lot about like burnout with beauty professionals and hairdressers and stuff. And that so oftentimes it's not, I mean, We've talked a lot about, yeah, like, yeah, some clients are draining or sometimes mm -hmm. it's where you're working or how you're working or whatever. And all of that's true. But that a big reason why you step away from the chair completely depleted and exhausted is because if you don't know how to protect your own energy and ground into all of this energy that you're moving all day, every day, that that is exhausting in a totally different way that most of us are not prepared for when we get into that line of work. So yeah, they don't teach you that in beauty school. No. <laughs> and yeah, just like how overwhelming it is to be up in people's crown all day, every day. I hadn't thought of it like I that. I love that. And how have I been in this business for so many years and never connected that, holy shit, yeah, I am all up in people's crown chakra. Yeah. All the time. And it activates them. Yes. And it activates you, like, in a really profound way. So, Ooh. sorry, when you said that, it just, like, all that. I love it. In. I right. love this whole conversation. So, what is energy work? Let's get clear. What is energy work? For those, there's a lot of different kinds. Sure. Um, you know, there's um, Reiki, breath work, smudging, reflexology, tapping, I haven't talked to you about this, but I want to. We're gonna um, acupuncture, healing crystals, chakras, um, intuitive healing work, um, yoga. There's tons of different ways that this can be done, but you always explain this so beautifully. So, with all those in mind, if someone asked you what is energy work, what would you say? I would start with like, what is energy? <laughs> what, you know, what like, is energy <laughs> and that really all you are is a vibrating mass of energy that's all anything is um and that we think that there's like you and me and the microphone and the table and the chair and that all of those vibrating masses of energy are separate 
Yeah. But they are not. They are all made up of the same substance, you know? They're different vibrations that we interpret in ways that create this separateness. Mm -hmm. And so if all things are energy, and it doesn't matter what you're talking about, then energy work becomes how to work with this vibration, how to um, elevate or bring down different frequencies so they align, so they're balanced, Mm -hmm. or so they're activated. Right. Or to bring down their activation, whatever it is, you know, like, and that, and and that's why things like yoga and breath work are so profound for people because you're using your body and you're using your breath to regulate this vibration that's going inside of you. And a lot of times that activates like emotions in us, you know, where we feel uncomfortable or we feel unworthy or we feel scared or unsafe or whatever Mm -hmm. it is um, that we have these means of working with energy in our energy bodies to balance and heal and um, yeah, like regulate a lot of those things. And that energy work is so different than like, um, I mean, truly let's get right down to it. Right. What is healing? Because you can be healed by a physician, mm-hmm. by an operation, by a medication. You can also be healed by a shift in your mindset. You can be healed by some alignment in your energy. You can be healed by the way that you take charge and control of a situation that's not working for you, you know? like, And that healing is in respect to this whole conversation about energy work, the word that gets people all fucked up about what energy healing Mm -hmm. is, you know, what is energy work? What am I working on my energy? Um, That if that's all you're made up of, then clearly that's something that's available to heal you, which bumps up so much against this physical healing versus like energetic healing, which is like this, these worlds that you and I are moving in and out of constantly. Yes. Um, I love everything you said Um, to add to that. um, If someone were to ask me, yes, I would say all those things, but I would also say that yes, that some disease and that could mean a lot of different things, Mm -hmm. whether it be a physical manifestation or not um, can be caused by energetic blockages in your system. And so when people talk about energy workers, the moving energy, removing energy, um, unblocking passages, you know, that it's all helpful. And um, all this to say, there's totally a place in the world for every kind of healer. Sure. Whether that be an energetic healer, a medicine healer, a physician a therapist, a, you know, um, that there's room for all of it. It's all good. Um, but yeah, I really am excited to get down to this nitty gritty of energy healing. What's so fascinating to me about energy is how many times, um, I've been so aware of the role it plays in my life versus how many times I've pushed it away and been like, meh, I'm not really ready to look at that right now. Mm -hmm. That one of the first tattoos I ever got was the atom that I got on my wrist. Yeah. It was one of the only, maybe 
no, I've only got two that were like, I'm getting a tattoo right now. I'm going here. Let's go get it. You know? So it was like a random that gave it to me. Um, I truly don't remember his name. It's at a shop that doesn't even exist in Fort Worth anymore. Um, Liberty Electric is where I went, y'all. But yeah, like I wanted this Adam tattooed on me because I wanted to remember that when things seemed really big and unattainable and hard for me to reconcile, like how am I going to get through this? How am I going to get to this goal? How am I going to make this thing happen? That I needed to distill it down to the fact that like, it's all just vibration and I'm totally in charge of my vibration. And so however out of reach it seems, however big it seems that it's always something that I can bring back down to the fact that it's just molecules and atoms spinning around each other and vibrating at frequencies and that that shit is shiftable and movable. Mm -hmm. And I got this tattoo before I ever knew anything about Reiki yeah, or energy work or energy healing, you know, like that it was, um, in me before I was consciously aware of it. And so I love this like whole idea that like, you're not learning to do energy work or you don't learn to work with energy. We are remembering, remembering, you know, we are remembering because we were so perfectly and infinitely designed to be our own healers and energy workers. It's inside you that it already exists. And what we have to do is awaken our inner healers that gets people bunched up. It does. Even just the word inner healer. Um, Cause it's a new term for me. Like I probably mm-hmm. hadn't used it a lot until a year ago. Um, but this idea that, you know, you know, and that sometimes it's hard to get to the knowing and that you got to do a lot of work to hear the knowing. And then even when you hear it, you still have to trust it and follow it and believe it and do it, you know, but that it's in there, you know, and that that is really hard. I feel like when we're taking accountability for whatever's gone on in our life, you know, Mm -hmm. like that you have the means to do the work that you need to do and that we get. So I know I've gotten so like goal oriented or achievement oriented in the past that I'm super hard on myself when I'm not ready to do the work that I need to do to get to the next awakening Mm -hmm. level of understanding you know like I know I'm supposed to be loving and kind and compassionate and all that but like in my current moment I'm like "Mm, yeah yeah I don't want to be that's (laughs) stupid and I would rather like you know like that and that that is um so the wrong direction yeah and that it's totally okay to be where you are wherever that happens to be at any given moment Mm -hmm. and this intention of Every day, I just want to be more loving, more compassionate, more kind with me. Right. And that elevates my energy, which allows me to attract things of like energy to me. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, and it's so funny because it falls into this gap of like manifestation and ascension and evolution and, you know, like trying to evolve that you don't have to go from zero to a hundred with energy work. It's not like, okay, I'm vibrating low and now I'm going to vibrate at the highest frequency possible. It's just this game of like what feels a little bit better. Right. Just a little bit. Because that still elevates your vibration enough where you can attract something a little bit better. And if you do a little bit better every day, then things just get better and better and better. Yeah. Or like another way I would say that is, um, you know, you're talking about goals. Mm -hmm. 
and that, um, you know, well, I'll be happy. I'll have this energy. I will, I will, I will. That you have to find it now. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not the big thing that you're looking for, you know, what is that little bit that's here right now yeah. that could shift my energy to at least get me into that trajectory right. of whatever that end goal is? Um And that's really hard, especially for someone like me who's like, so, um, I feel like there's so much of my mind that's very logical and like step one, two, and three. Well, if I just do A, B, and C, and then like one day I'll get to Z, but until I do all those things, I'm not gonna, that's not true. That the older I'm getting and the more I get into energy work, it's like, I can have Z, whatever that is. A little bit right now. Yeah. I just have to make the decision and give myself permission Mm -hmm. to feel that. And that um, I will, I will, I will isn't a way that I want to live anymore. It's also saying it's like someday. I will isn't I am. Right. And that I am feels a lot better. Totally. Even if it's not true (laughs) right because we get this idea that like if it's not actively happening right now then we're not telling the truth like Mm -hmm. that's not my experience right now you have to tell a story about what you want things to be like right and then when you exist in that vibration of already having it comes to you you know like Mm -hmm. because if we're talking about energy that energy is drawn to like energy which is why you know when you're feeling down and heavy and gross and things aren't good, that you tend to attract other people that want to like corroborate how dark and gross and heavy everything is. Mm -hmm. And that when you feel like that and you hang out with people that are like vibrating in this higher space and they try and like show you a different way, you don't want that fucking different way. Like it doesn't feel good. Like I want the dark. I want the heavy. That's where I'm vibrating, you know? And you like repel. So much of this I think that we can all relate to, um, you and I have talked about this a lot recently in two different ways. One, the news, which I know we've talked about on this podcast before, but like, I'm not proposing that you dig your head in the sand and stay in the dark. I think that it's extremely important to be up to date and aware so that you can vote so that you can make change. Of course, I'm not suggesting that you don't stay informed. But watching that shit all day, every day is low vibe for me. And I don't want it. I don't want it. I'm suggesting that you stick your hand in the sand and you don't watch it and you don't listen to it. I took the but news Lori, app. When no. it comes to voting, you have to be informed. I vote once a year, twice a year. Like I will find out what's going on <laughs> in my area on the things I'm voting on when it's time to vote. So you do your research when it comes Obviously, to that play. I'm not. Yes. And. There's a certain amount of um, information that comes to you without you trying to get to it. Yeah. That for the most part will keep you updated. Yeah. But when we left to go to Costa Rica, I turned the news app off on my phone. Yeah. I didn't want to see that shit. Like, and things were welling up. Like, we hit the sand in Costa Rica and and Russia invaded the next day. You know? Like, so it was, so I didn't need it because everybody around me was fucking talking about it. Right. And so then I knew something had happened. 
and I went to a few apps on my phone that I went to and I saw what was going on and then I put it away. But I didn't need it coming across my notifications. Right. Like in your face all the time being like, I'll be real. Like Russia's invading. After the 2020 election, like I was broken after that, you know, like that whole anticipation of like, what the fuck is going to happen today? Yeah. That's going to ruin our country and our lives, you know, like that it was such an attachment to this energy of not knowing, but knowing there was impending doom and the end was fucking near and there was no telling what the government was going to do to put us in this dark, dark place. And it doesn't matter how much goodness you try and flood into your life when that's the energy that you're rolling off of. I have no space for it. I don't give a shit about the news anymore. And this is a step even further and you know how important this is to me. I don't watch Bill Maher anymore. Damn it, I know, because we used to do that Every Friday. Every Friday. Until I left for Costa Rica. And we yeah. stopped because we were out of town and we didn't have a TV for a while. I mean, we did, but we didn't use it. But after coming home and not having done that for four weeks, I didn't want to do it again. Yeah. Like, because it didn't make me vibrate at a right. frequency where I know I want to live in. And I know. all like Even though he's funny and, yes, he says some dumbass shit, but... And he has really intelligent people on that right. have really great points. Like, right. Yeah. But it's still, I watch it and it still pisses me off. And, it, <laughs> and I'm like, no, the world is coming to an end. Yeah, but it's guess near. what? The world didn't come to an end. Right. And I wouldn't say things are fine, but things are like they've always been, which is tumultuous and crazy and intense. And that that shit is going to happen without me being plugged into it 24 right. seven. It's not the energy I want. Right. So, Yes. The news. Yes. And also, um, when you're in this space of, um, I'm trying to think of how we started this conversation. Um, oh, low vibes bringing you down. Mm -hmm. And this is really hard for me because you and I talked about this the other day. When someone you love is doing things that you would make a different decision. Right. And I, you just told me, like, you just have to hope that things work out for them. But that I'm like, no, (laughs) I know better. If they would just listen to me, I know better. Mm -hmm. I know what's best for them. And I, my ego. Yeah. Talking. um, That the, this whole idea that if you just hope that everything works out for them, that that's a better vibration than attaching yourself to what's going wrong. Yeah. Wrong. You know, by my estimation. Mm -hmm. And that I really don't want to a lot of the times that I'm like, no, but I know. And that I just have to have the self-awareness to just say that that's my ego talking and that they know. And that regardless, yes, and that we all do things sometimes to work through whatever we're working through. And nobody else would understand that because they're not in your experience. Right. How many times have we each done something where the other's like, what the fuck are you doing right now? Yeah. (laughs) Regularly. Regularly still like to this day. Yeah. (laughs) And that it's um, what's so cool about doing the work that. I'm doing that we're doing right now mm-hmm. is that it does give you this different perspective of the human experience, 
where even when people are doing things that you do not logically in a human way understand, that in an energetic way, I have so much compassion for what people are going through as they're working out their process. But I also have this like understanding that I don't know best. And that only comes from an energy perspective. Your human ego perspective thinks you do know best all the time. Like, obviously, I know what everybody needs. Why wouldn't everybody just follow every direction I give them? Right. Why wouldn't you come to me for advice <laughs> and do exactly what I tell you to do? You know, because right now I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to empower you to check in with yourself and see what the right choice is for you. Which that's energy work. Right pisses me off that my ego is so big that I'm like, but I know what's best for you. When what you and I are trying to do as healers and energy workers is to remind people who the fuck they are. Yes. And to make people remember who they were before the world told them who they had to be. Yes. And so why I have such a hard time with people I love making decisions that I'm like, that's not what I meant. You know, like fascinating, like, <laughs> like that. That's not the direction I was going with that. That you know what I mean. I do, but you know what's so cool about that is that's why you're a great energy worker. Is because you can relate to people having a human experience because you also have human oh, experience. All the human experiences. <laughs> I am not here for light workers and energy workers that live in this ascended place where they're like constantly never having a human element right. about them. Like that they're always so holy, you know, and, you know, awakened. Yes. Jana McGill, who is going to be on the podcast in a few months. Oh my God. She's so funny. She's awesome. <laughs> um, we were having this conversation a few days ago when we were like doing a little pre-interview with her about healers aren't some group of people who are like super elevated consciousness who are who have it all figured out right we're Healers, messy as hell yeah <laughs> are just people that are doing their own work and by doing our own work we're able to hold space for people doing their work and it's because we are in pain and working our own damage and have seen our way through that to an extent that the people we're working with are inspired to do their own work so it's not because we are more evolved or better than or have it figured out. It's because we don't. Yeah. And that's why where you and that's also the beautiful thing about doing energy work is that the people that you attract into your experience that you work with are usually working the same over concept that you are also currently working in your own path, which in the beginning felt really um like, should I be working with people on things that I too am just like <laughs> working through? And the answer is yes. You know, like, yeah. of course you should. That is, um, that is this element of being, and I think that's so interesting about the healing conversation, right? Is that if you are in the medical field or you are a therapist or you're some kind of practitioner that's like learned to do something, even if you're working in like Chinese medicine or you're an acupuncturist or a massage therapist or a yoga instructor, any of those things require um, that you learn and certify in something in order to be qualified to help someone. But I don't believe that about energy work. Like, yeah, you and I were trained and we made it through, you know, like a program that gave us confidence to be able to work with people. 
But I have been doing energy work with people since I was five years old. Right. Like, I didn't know that's what I was doing. But when I had... I think Adelaide is... Adelaide is a total light worker. Total like, light worker. Since she's been on the inside. Yes. That's where she's at. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Like, it's just something that is in you and it naturally comes out of you when you allow it to. But we just aren't in a whole lot of circumstances over our life where people nurture that and praise that and say, yes, go there. You know, like, mm -hmm. let that out. Instead, it's smaller, please. Right. We don't have room for this. No. And you're don't not behaving right now. Right. Yeah. And I need you to be like this. And you're being like that. And yeah. and that it intimidates people, you know, when you are hyper connected in that way, especially children. You know, like I see lots of examples of my childhood where like things were not pushed to the side, but like that's not the things about you that we're trying to encourage, encourage right now. Yeah. And it pushed the other way. Um, so, yeah, like energy workers and being able to help people through your energy is something that so many people come to naturally that it's just having somebody structure it for you and giving you tools on how to work with it and how to work with other people through it um, that make it real. I guess mm -hmm. that's the other thing. Like, so oftentimes I just thought it was like, I was just really imaginative. <laughs> right? Like, I just had a really great brain. <laughs> right. And that I was just like really creative or what, and all of that's true. Yeah. But those things were not just my imagination, you know? Like, those right. were real tangible things. Um, so energy work the way that you and I are working with it right now is heavily aligned in this idea that we help people shift and move and reframe these energies and stories that are going on. Um, and yeah, like if we're talking about chakras, there's seven energy centers that, you know, like rotate through your body and that we're trained to look at energy, mm -hmm. see it identify what it is, what it feels like, where it happened in your experience, you know, like, and how do we break it, shift it, move it, reassign it, mm -hmm. help you reconcile it so you can allow energy to move more freely. And your know, chakras are vertical along your body. But one of my favorite things about energy too is like if you work with an acupuncturist or Chinese herbalist, they're working with meridians a lot of times. And meridians run horizontally through your body. So you've got these energy centers that go vertical and you've got these meridians that run horizontally through your energy. And like if a meridian is blocked, well, there is no getting energy from seven to three. You mm -hmm. know, like there's something in the way there. And so I'm always fascinated by my acupuncture visits because they always open up and unlock these, you know, like spaces where things are able to move so much more freely. Do you process after an, because I've never done acupuncture. Mm -hmm. I really want to. I'm going to go Everyone see your should. girl. Yes. Um, but do you go into process after acupuncture like you do, let's say, after a breath work or after a healing session? Or is it like um, a different kind of process no it's a different kind of process but I definitely go into process yeah I I mean we're getting into a totally different subject right now but every time I get acupuncture you know like she comes in we do our like consult or whatever and then there's the part where she actually like puts the needles in the places or whatnot mm -hmm. she also does like 
Chinese cupping and she's done some weird stuff to me there before. Things I don't even understand, whatever. <laughs> and so then they leave you in the room for 30, 45, sometimes an hour, you know, wow, like really? with the needles in there. The hour, not as much. There's been a couple of times where I've been like working some heavy shit that she's like, we're going to sit for longer yeah. than normal today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 30, 45 usually is about how long they leave you in the room. And while I'm on that table with the needles in me, I astral travel. And I don't astral travel a lot, um, but always in acupuncture I do. So like, it's sort of like where I'm calm and I realize that I'm in this like energetic healing space that Kim's kind of like set for me that I can feel. And then, yeah, like I just drop out and go away. And I think part of it is the place where she does it. The Center for Healing Arts is so powerful. So awesome. Just the space it's alone. It's like a vortex it of is. its own. Like, yeah. So it's easy to drop in there, you know? Yeah. But when I say astral travel, I mean like I am not in my body. I am floating in some other dimension. It's very airy. It's very light. Um, I physically, it's like my energy spreads out, you know, and I go from being this like really compact soul in a body to coming up out of this body and just being a part of everything. It's, I'm obsessed right now with this idea of you are nothing, you are no one, you are nowhere. And that that is what astral travel feels like, where I'm mm -hmm. just like up out of this body for a minute and I can just be whole with everything. And then also the Center for Healing Arts is like this really old house. And so you can hear them when they're coming up the stairs. And I know that they're coming to take the needles out. So like this squish, squish of them coming yeah. up the stairs, you know, <laughs> like it gradually brings me back down into my body because I know. Right. And then, they're like drumming you back in. Right. Like, <laughs> and then it's like kind of a knock at the door. And yeah. I'm like, I'm in here, you know, and <laughs> she comes in and they pull the needles, which you don't feel at all, you know. And yeah, I do usually schedule a good two hours after acupuncture to be in process. If I can take the whole day, that's definitely what I want to do. Because there's usually a lot of sleep. Mm -hmm. And then just a lot of like organizing, like what feels different? Yeah. And what do I need now, you know? And that I, um, I don't actively go into it with like an intention, but I always come out with this big awareness and clarity, you know, like where I know where I'm going next or what I'm focused on next, you know? So acupuncture is some crazy, crazy energy work. And to that point, I have also been working with Kim for 17 or 18 years, you know, yeah. like that you build relationships with your energy workers after a while. Yeah. Um, where it's just really easy to fall into that. No, I need to make an appointment with her. Dang it. She's the best. Going to do it. Um, so, yeah. What does it mean to I want to make sure that we hit. Like an example of what it means to shift your energy around something. I'm trying to think of like a time where I shifted my energy around something and it really did change my outcome, my outlook. Um, and sometimes I think that's usually like this idea of, yeah, like what it means to have a job. <laughs> yeah. I've said a lot over the last few months, like since I quit working. Which isn't true, you know? You like, work. I haven't quit working. I work right. a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, 
but that I don't have like a J-O-B job. And that that, and that this doesn't feel like working. Mm-hmm. And that that is an energy shift around what it means to have a job. And I remember like all these things that we attach to that my mom told me once. She's told me a million times. A job is just a means of income. And it's great that you like have a job that you love and you love what you're doing and all of those things are awesome. But at the end of the day, like don't put too much of yourself, your identity, who you are into what you do for a living because it's just a means of income. It's not who you are. And I did not get that. Yeah. For I was a really like, long time. You and I failed that assignment a long like, time ago. And I remember her saying that to me and me being like, whatever, mom, like, fine. <laughs> um, but I don't have a job anymore. And I think that's why I keep saying since I quit working, you know, like, and it's so cliche, like, do what you love and you never work another day in your life. You know, yeah. like, it's not like work when it's not your identity. And so I don't think like I'm an energy worker and that's who I am. Right. It's just something that I do. And it, and yes, it is a means of income, you know, and that all of those things are great, but that who Laurie is, it's kind of like we were talking about before, like I am. Yeah. That's who I am. I am period. I don't need anything else on the tail end of that to like define who I am and that not be. And so that is an energy shift around what it means to work, have an income, have a job, not have Mm -hmm. a job, you know, like um, that I'm still working and I'm still making money. But what I don't have is this thing that I'm attached to identity wise about what that means about who I am, you know? Yeah, I totally like on that same track. And we've talked about it on the podcast before that um, it used to be like I am a hairdresser, Mm -hmm. period. That's it. I didn't allow myself to have other interests. I didn't allow myself to even entertain other means of income. Um, hell, just this week, I'm like, I want to get certified to teach yoga. My mom was like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> um, yeah. And like my dad even came up in the conversation and he was like, what are you girls talking about? And I said, I want to get certified to teach yoga. My dad was like, Bye. Like, <laughs> I'm out. Walked the other way. Like, I'm going to leave you to that. Have fun. Um, that now that I've given myself permission to just be and that I'm not just a hairdresser, I am. I am a lot of things yes. that turns out I have a lot of interests yeah. that life is so much richer now that like my identity is not attached to what I do. Right. And I'm still a hairdresser. Sure. And I love it, but I'm a hairdresser on my own terms, working when I want, with who I want, how I want. And that um, that my hairdressing is definitely a financial vehicle to get me to other places that I want to be. Um, but that, yeah, just I am a lot of things. That's an energy shift. Yeah. And we get to do that as often as we want to. With whatever we want to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, work and jobs are a really interesting energy shift. Can you think of any other examples of like shifting energy that just changes everything? Um, 
I mean, both of our jobs and careers have been like such a focus over the last two years that like that's kind of what's engulfed my life. Um, but just in like some healing sessions that I've done, you know, with you, you know, that, um, I have to shift my energy a lot around like my sacrum, Mm -hmm. my second chakra. You and I did a couple, um, sessions working around that and like my worth as a mother Mm -hmm. that, um, God, parenthood fucks you up. Y'all, I'm, I'm serious. Yeah. Fucks you up in a way, mm-hmm. you know, and that, uh, that, yeah, you've helped me like work that energy and shift it around worthiness of keeping this tiny human alive, you know, and, um, just that she's so fucking awesome and I am her mother. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, unfortunately for her, like we'll see. One she day. chose you, y'all. Like, come on. Um, that, uh, yeah, and she's so beyond her years that sometimes I just don't even know what to do with her. And that's where I'm like, what am I doing? What am I even doing? Um, you know what she said to me the other day? We were in bed. And we're like going to sleep. And she goes, you know what I love about you, mom? And I said, what? And she goes, you're brave. (laughs) She's right. I was like, brave. Why do you think I'm brave? And um, she just said, everything you do, everything you do is just brave. She's five guys. Like, I mean, that my heart just like melted into a million pieces. And I'm like, I'm doing something right. We're doing it right. Like, yes. Um, yes. That, uh, yeah, I, yeah. Adelaide is an energy worker. No doubt. That kid is going to fucking do some amazing shit one day. I'm so sure. It's funny that you bring this up because um, I'm a week into facilitating the Healing Shame Stories mm-hmm. course. Yeah. And one of the big things that came up um, for us last week in live session was like, um, and is parenting and how much shame revolves around parenting and that it is collective cultural shame, right? It's not always like most people get into the parenting gig already having shame that they're not going to be what this little person needs right. before this little person is ever here, you know? Right. Like, like I'm already failing. They're right. not even here. And, and they're not even here yet. Right. Yeah. You're not even pregnant yet. Right. And you're already <laughs> failing, you know? Like, um, yeah. so yeah, like that parenting is this really interesting mirror mm-hmm. where you truly, no matter how well prepared you are, or how many books you've read or how many people you've listened to, you're totally unprepared for until you're doing it. And that as you're doing it, you actively feel like you're doing it wrong the whole time until a lot of times you get all the way through it to realize how wonderful it was, you know, like, and that it's so funny how many things in our culture are so heavily shame based and that it didn't always used to be that way. Like, I know that 
back in the 30s and 40s and 50s and maybe even early in the 60s, people had some collective parenting shame. But things were a whole lot different then when you were, it was just like, I'm all you got. And if you don't like it, then go find another fucking parent. Like, you know, like it was <laughs> yeah. just way more hardcore as far as you get what you get, you know. Um, but that the collective shame around parenting is real, y'all. And some energy that has to shift. Yeah. Um, I went on a walk with two little kids yesterday, two days ago. Um, I had never met them before going on this walk with them <laughs> in this really wooded, you know, like natural rough area. Um, their parents were there. There were a couple other people there. But getting to know, like one was like three and the other one was like five or six, you know, God, so awesome ages. little tiny people, right? <laughs> and so many things for us to walk, like we had to jump down into creek beds and crawl up roots on trees. And like we were in the ragged areas and just their wonder mm -hmm. at everything and how immediately they understood that I was cool. Like they had never met me before. They had never known me, but they were so excited to like, point out a butterfly or when it was time to jump down off of a big ledge and the three-year-old was like, well, you know, like I just lifted up and he grabbed my hands and I picked him up and put him down, you know, like, and I'm just so fascinated at like how wonderful the walk was for me. And we were such in a beautiful area and yeah. it was so exciting to be there in the first place, but how watching it through their little eyes, like made it so much more rich and awesome. And these little connections that we have, like they were, my tiny energy workers, you know, in that space. And I learned well, so much from and them. And it just goes to show, circling back, that we were born. Yes. <laughs> with this energy and with this power. And they're not fucked up yet, you know. And <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but it will happen. Yeah, I mean, it happens to all of us. It happens to all of it's us, okay. you know. And that no one is dimming their light yet you know mm -hmm. what I mean and um that that's really beautiful mm -hmm. yeah nature with kids is like the best it's where it's at yeah I guess the other thing that I feel like is relevant about energy before we wrap is like this idea of um life force mm -hmm. which I mean it was 20 years ago maybe on the nose maybe a little longer um that I started working with Reiki and this idea that Reiki is life force energy right and that it moves through everything and that everything has a life force, whether it's people or organic things like trees and grass and water, whether it's like things like tables and straws have energy, you know, like everything has life force energy attached to it. And that nature is like a battery of energy mm -hmm. that we so often don't even notice or pay attention to right and I this past week you know I got home from Costa Rica it's April all of a sudden I don't even know how the hell that happened <laughs> um and my garden you could you saw it when you came over like, right away, yeah, like it was a sad disaster <laughs> of death over there okay um totally neglected but I went out and it seemed really overwhelming you know like how am I going to decide what to do or what happens first? Like I got to pull all the dead stuff first and I need more dirt and we got to compost. But like in a matter of two days this week, I've gotten the garden situation like super under control and it didn't take that long. It just like took me being willing to be present in the life force of all of this death 
mm-hmm. <laughs> and destruction that had gone on that I had ignored, you know, and left the country and abandoned and then came back. And so I just spent a lot of time like sitting in the garden beds, in the dirt, you know, yeah. like trying to decide what's going to go here and what wants to be there and what needs attention. And then I went and I bought some plants and I planted some things and I got dirty and have been rearranging and moving things around. But like being present in the life force of nature like that. And then, you know, we have been listening to um, these shows, these episodes, and we listened to this Danielle Laporte thing. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about like just sit at the base of a tree and align your spine with the trunk of a tree, you know, and that shit will get you charged. Right. It is life Mother nature energy is running through you, you know? And so I've obviously done that a couple of times, you know, like since I listened to that, just sat against a tree and I've been doing, I, you guys know, I love freaking insight timer. And I've been, learning about myself that like doing the same meditation every morning after a little while, like I don't even hear it anymore and I got to like change things up a little bit. And so I found a new one where this guy, he's got a really soothing voice, but he just, the whole meditation is just about feeling the energy in your body and how subtle that is in the beginning when you start to pay attention to the energy that's moving in your body, but that the more you focus on it, then you do start to like feel it. Mm-hmm. And then he isolates where you're feeling it. Like you feel it in your toes or you feel it coming out the palms of your hands or you feel it in the soles of your feet or you feel it in your heart, you know, and that the more you get in tune and in touch with this life force energy, you don't have to do anything to receive it. It's unlimited, you know, like it is there for you to draw on at all times. It's like you don't have to do anything for the sun to come up. There's infinite sunlight. Right. You just have to receive it, you know? Like, you have to be aware of it and appreciating it and, you know, like, living with it. And that, that I think, on the heels of, like, coming home from Costa Rica and getting, like, regrounded in my space at home, being grounded at all yeah. is this connection to the energy that's flowing through your body all the time that we're so focused on what's going on out here sometimes that we forget that we are energetic beings. We are vibrational beings living in this human experience and how our experience is going is 100% based on this frequency that we're vibrating at. And we are the ones who get to drive that train. Yeah. How fucking cool is that? And that's energy, man. <laughs> it's all of it. So, and that's energy, man. Done. <laughs> um, So if this resonated with you at all or there's something in this episode that you feel like will help somebody, uh, share this episode. Send it to a friend. Send it to somebody that you've talked about with energy. DM us um, and let us know what your take is. We love you guys so much. Bye.